Amen. Why don't you grab a seat? Well, welcome and good morning. It is great to be with you. If we haven't met, my name is Dean, and it is great to be together. I want to say a big shout out to everybody in Mullaloo. Let's give them a clap here in Maryland. Give them a welcome. Great to be together this morning. Uh, everybody online, down in Mullaloo and here, let's give everybody online a clap. Welcome them. It's great to, uh, to be together on Palm Sunday. And today, here is, you know, this week I really wanted to have a chance to just speak with all of you who are part of the tribe here at True North and call this place home. Uh, and, and if you're somebody who's new here today, welcome. You're going to get a, a bit of a sense of what's important and, uh, to us. But I wanted to just speak with all of us as, as we approach this special week of the year. As we lead up to what we call Easter, it's the weekend we celebrate especially Jesus' death and resurrection for us. And I hope we can kind of get ready for that moment. Does that sound good? Does that sound like a good use this morning? I hope it does. Yeah, come on, you can give a clap for that, Malu. We want to get ready for this. Now, I don't know if anybody's ever had this experience, but uh, I bet some of you have. I found myself, it was a few weeks back, maybe even more, maybe a month or so ago, uh, life had gotten pretty full. Things were a bit busy. A lot was happening. And as it happens, when life gets busy, something always has to give, right? You can't do everything. And that thing that had started to give in our house was kind of the kitchen living room area. It had just given a little bit. Uh, we have like an open plan kind of in our house, and so when the kitchen's a bit of a mess, like it just feels like everywhere is a mess, and I walk in the house, it was like there's a dish, I don't know what happened, it was sort of like this, uh, I think that it felt like there was something that happened with an unending amount of dishes, like they couldn't all be cleaned, it became impossible, you know, things needed put away, but yet they were just accumulating, and this was happening for a couple days, like, oh my gosh, things are just so, I don't know when we'll ever get to this, and long days, and I came home, uh, and it had been a long day, and a lot had been happening, and I walked into the house, and I said hi to the, Lisa and to Levi, and, uh, and then Lisa said, look, and I went, oh yeah, it looks, looks good, and I kind of kept moving, <laughs> and uh, I, I kind of didn't take note, and she's like, wait, 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 wait a second, <laughs> No, no, look, I want you to look. And I looked again, and I was like, ah, it's clean. It's, it's clean. And I just totally underreacted. Have you ever underreacted to something? And, and it's like, I saw it. Uh, it demanded a response. If you had been in our house that week, it demanded. It was worthy of a response. But I entirely underreacted, and I, my mind was racing. It was thinking about other things. I was elsewhere. I didn't pay attention or consider the realities of what had happened. That a pregnant woman had just cleaned our house, you know, <laughs> That felt like it needed some more appreciation at the time as well. So there was layers on layers. And, you know, what I, I really believe and what I want us to talk about today is, especially if you're a, a follower of Jesus, I'm convinced of this. As we approach this week that is ahead of us, sometimes called Holy Week or Passion Week, it's the week we focus Every week, if you're a follower of Jesus, is centered around this one reality, that Jesus died for us and rose again. That's, that's true every Sunday is a chance to be reminded of that and celebrate that hope. But this week, it, it's sometimes called Holy Week because the whole idea is this week is set apart. It's not like the others. 
And we focus especially on this reality and its profound implications. Can I tell you what I think will be one of the greatest dangers for us this week is that with everything going on in our lives and minds, we walk right in. Ah, that's right. Jesus died and rose again. We praise and we almost kind of move on. And we underreact. We underreact and we miss the profoundness and we miss the chance to actually wrap our minds around this and bring a reaction that is in keeping with what this week is all about. And, and if that's you, I hope this, this is my one hope for us today is that you will leave here reminded of what this week is all about. We're going to talk about Palm Sunday. This was a day when people at the time thought perhaps there was an overreaction to who Jesus was. But we're going to see what, what it sometimes could actually look like and, and the profound reality of what it can mean for our heart and our lives uh, when we make sure we do not miss this moment. Does that sound good? I hope it does. I hope it does. And if it doesn't, we're still doing it. So may as well get excited about it. Palm Sunday. This is the, 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 the week before all the uh, events of Jesus' uh, arrest and crucifixion and, and his resurrection are going to happen. And it's a unique moment. And, and we're, it's sometimes it's actually called often the triumphant entry. This is a moment where Jesus uh, makes this incredible entry. He starts on the Mount of Olives, this high place in Jerusalem. You can still kind of see the pathway today. And he makes his way down into the temple. And we're going to read about this moment. Matthew chapter 21, verse 6. Jesus had told his disciples to go and, uh, and begin to get some things ready, including finding this donkey. So it says in verse 6, The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. And they brought the donkey and the colt. And they placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road. While others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. And when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred. I don't want to hear, if you're online, if you're in Molu, if you're right here, I want to hear you say stirred. Stirred. Let me hear you say it one more time, but get a little bit more, a little more noise into it. Stirred. The whole city was stirred. They were riled up. And they asked, who is this? And the crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. You know, here's my message for you today is, that this is a time of year to get stirred up. This is a time of year to get stirred up about who Jesus is. And we're going to look at, see what was happening back then. Let's try and go back for a moment to this day. They're in Jerusalem. Uh, this is the time of Passover. This is the biggest deal, the biggest festival on the Jewish calendar. And, and, they, and the whole city, like to be in Jerusalem for it was like, yeah, this is the place to be, hottest ticket in town. All the people from the countryside, they're all coming together. And so the city is just kind of busting. There's excitement in the air. People are back together with family. This city would have been stirred up. It was stirred up already, but this, all of a sudden, it has gone next level. And the whole city is so stirred, and they're going, they're starting to shout this stuff. Jesus, Hosanna, 
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They've had this expectation of a Messiah, a Savior coming. And they're beginning to think it's Jesus. And they're starting to shout. They're grabbing branches. They're throwing them in the road. The palm trees, they were a, a symbol of victory. This is something they did in times of great celebration and victory. And, and so all this kind of stirring is going on. And Jesus now, he starts up at the top, and he's going to ride down through. And just imagine this. I mean, this place is going crazy. You know, imagine the most, the biggest kind of celebration parade you've ever seen. Imagine the biggest kind of crowds, and they're, you know, all celebrating whatever, and they're packed into this place or that. This place is just going wild. And everybody's like, who is this? Like, it's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth. You know what I love about uh, Palm Sunday is that this moment is kind of different than pretty much the rest of Jesus' ministry. If you read through the Gospels and the stories of Jesus' ministry, he's always doing these miraculous, incredible things. But so often after he does them, he kind of retreats or he moves on. He says, you know, the whole crowd's here. And he's like, hey, let's go to a new town. Or something amazing happens here. And they're like, Jesus, come on. And he's like, no, no, no. You guys go on ahead without me. I'm going to go up the mountain by myself. Or, or, hey, Jesus, everybody's so excited. Hey, how about we get in the boat? We'll go to the other side. He'll do something amazing and tell someone, but hey, but don't tell anybody about it. So much of his ministry has been spent while he's, it's been unfolding. And he's been slowly revealing himself. But he's always kind of back. But for one moment. And even a few days later, he's going to end up with crowds shouting, crucify him. But for this one moment, it's all there. The praise that he deserves. For this one moment, everybody is throwing down branches and, and climbing over each other going, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They get it. Now, they don't get it totally. And we'll see just... Some of the things they didn't, but can I tell you something today? Jesus is worth getting stirred up about. One of the things missing in so many of our faith is we just don't get stirred up about him. We just walk through. We miss. This is it. And what I want you to know, Palm Sunday, do you know, like I said, he'll be crucified by Friday. He'll be alive again by Sunday. This day is like this ray of sunshine in the storm when everybody just celebrates. And Jesus, he, he welcomes it. We're going to see that. But I want you to know something, and I want to encourage you. This, you know, we, when I grew up in the U.S., uh, there's no long weekend for Easter. Good Friday is not a public holiday in the U.S., Easter Monday is not a public holiday in the U.S. Stop and you hear the, mum you may be murmuring, try and imagine a life without that four-day weekend. You know? <laughs> That's the, talk about, the, the like, oh boy, you want me to react? I can't, you know. That, but just, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I found. When I first moved to uh, Australia, I can remember going, this is amazing. Because uh, we, don't, we don't take Good Friday off. We don't give it the due recognition that this day deserves. And there's truth in that. There's truth in a whole lot of problems with America we won't go into. But 
What I have found over time, can I tell you, so this is dangerous kind of the way it happens and rolls over there. But can I tell you what I see as a danger in our culture is this weekend has become so synonymous with one more long weekend. One more chance to enjoy the extraordinary life we live in Perth, Western Australia. The bubble in the whole world where we're still, even no matter what gets thrown at us, we just seem to have it all. I don't know if anybody's watched the sunset lately. This is a pretty good place to live. <laughs> and one of our dangers is we end up, we got so much going on, and we're planning long weekends, and we're getting away, and we're going to the beach, and there's so much pleasure to be had that we miss the chance to get stirred up for what it's all about. You know, others of you, you may be going, Dino, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to like a fun long weekend. I'm in the midst of of a storm, of difficulty, of challenge, adversity of all kinds. And there's so many going through so many difficult things. But what this day allows us, it doesn't pretend, and Jesus never pretends that storms and hardships and Good Fridays are not part of the story. But what we realize is there is something that to stop in the midst of a storm. And for Jesus himself and the agony he would endure in the week to come, there is something about finding these moments that are like a ray of sunshine in the clouds where you just kind of put, maybe it's pleasure, maybe it's pain, but you put it to the side and you say, I'm stirred up about who Jesus is. Now what does it look like for us in our day to get stirred up? Our faith can become so blah, become so mad, become so one more thing. When this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth and Galilee, the one who was foretold, this is Jesus. We've got to wrap our minds around this. It's who he is. Now here's what's so beautiful about this moment. If you find yourself going, well, Dean, how do I get stirred up? How do I not let this become just one more weekend? How do I let this not become just one more thing in my life? And I, I underreact and just kind of go past it. Well, the amazing thing about Palm Sunday, it actually, this particular moment in Jesus' life, it appears in all four Gospels. It's one of the, there's only a handful of things to do. What that lets you know is this is a moment to learn from, to notice. And every writer, when they, detail it, they, come, they bring out some different kind of elements to it. Watch what Luke says when he describes this scene. He says in Luke 19, verse 37, when he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began to joyfully praise God. Let me hear you say, praise God. Praise God. Come on, Imolu and everybody online, praise God. Praise God. The whole crowd. It's praising God in loud voices, not in underreacted, but in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. And so they're saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. And they're shouting peace in heaven and glory in the highest. When some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. They're going too far. And Jesus, he says, I tell you. If they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. If they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. And here's what I love about this element of the story. 
So Jesus accepts and welcomes the praise of the confused. You see, this moment is an interesting moment because they're shouting, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They believe he is the Messiah. He's the king. He's in the line of David. David is the king of, for them. He was like the king of the kings of the people of Israel. He was the one. He was the conqueror, and he was a, a battle, and they, they won great military. They, all this stuff with David, he united the kingdom. So they're like, Jesus is coming in his name, and Jesus is going to help them. No, look, I come in his line, but I'm not the same kind of king that David was. The kind of king they may have been expecting was not going to come riding on a donkey, but on a horse, a stallion in power, with great pomp and circumstance in that sense. And a sword at his side, a king you could know is going to bring about the kind of victory you might want. But Jesus says, no, get a donkey. He comes not the conquering king they perhaps imagined, but as the prince of peace, riding, welcoming. Now, the people are shouting all this praise at him. Do they understand what's going to happen? No. In fact, John will tell us in a moment, it wasn't until after everything that they actually even pictured what was going on. Everyone is literally totally confused. <laughs> they do not understand the scope and the reality of what's happening. And they're all praising Jesus. And does Jesus say when the Pharisees said, whoa, Jesus, tell them to stop. This is too much. They're going too far. Jesus doesn't say, you know what? They don't really get it. Maybe you guys should stop until you kind of understand exactly what's going on. No, he just takes it. He says, no, this is what's right. This is what's appropriate. And if they don't praise me, rocks will cry out. That's who I am, Jesus says. And here's what I love about that. Because guess what? I'm still confused at times about who Jesus is. And when I say that, what I mean by that is any of us who ever think we got Jesus worked out and fit into our box and we get it all, no. No. Think we got God worked out, the great infinite creator of all the universe? No. <laughs> no. But we don't wait until we get it all worked out. We don't need to wait until we think we can answer the questions all right to be ready to praise him. Praise is something we can do from wherever we are today. Wherever you are today, Jesus accepts and welcomes your praise. This crowd was going to turn on him in five days. He knew it. And he doesn't say, hey, I don't want your praise if you ain't in it for the long haul. I would have. <laughs> like, if I knew, I'd be like, oh, no, no, you don't. I know where you're going to be on Friday. That's human. That's not Jesus. Jesus welcomes. He welcomes the praise of those he knows are up and down. He welcomes the praise of those he knows are still a bit confused. Because guess what? That's probably all of us if we're honest. Jesus doesn't say, you got to have it all together and then you can praise me. They said, Jesus, rebuke him. He says, nah, nah, this is right. This is appropriate. He takes their praise. So give him your praise. You don't got to wait till you think you got it all worked out. It is good for the human soul to bring praise to Jesus. This was a ray of sunshine on a cloudy day. Your life might have a lot of clouds and a lot of storms. It will be good for your soul in the middle of it to stop and to praise him. To have that time. And so what... I want to tell you one thing. You want to get yourself stirred up? You want to 
inject a little bit of life into what it's like to follow Christ. Get, get your praise on. Get your voice loud. Now, I'm blessed in this. My wife might see it the opposite way. It's not hard for me to get loud. <laughs> Guys on the sound desk, probably like, we got to turn that up and down. Like, I, I just get loud. Like, I can throw this thing off and we'll be fine. Um, you know, I, but, you know, so there's plenty of times in my life I've been told, could you please be quieter? <laughs> you know, could you just be quiet? I don't know how many times my wife would be like, you know, our neighbors live like real close. Could you just be quieter? Like, I'm just, you know, I'm talking about basketball or something. I, just, I get excited. I get loud. That may not be you, but praise is something that should pull us out of our comfort zones, out of our, this is, again, how I normally react to stuff, and into a space where it says they praise him with loud voices. And Jesus is like, man, if they don't, the rocks will. The appropriate response for creation to Jesus is like, get loud and praise him. Don't go through praise just so kind of, you know, following the motions. And get your praise going. So to get stirred up, can I tell you something? Maybe this week, you know, today in a little bit, we're going to sing another song of praise. Let your heart get into it. Let your voice get into it. Let your arms get into it. Let your, your being get into it. To get loud for him. We are so sometimes concerned. You know, one of the things my wife will tell me, especially in restaurants, to be quieter. Do you know why? It's embarrassing to her, you know, sometimes. I understand that. If it wasn't me, I can, you know, I mean, I'm like, you know, hey, I, you know, I, I'm sure these people enjoy hearing my conversation as well. Um, you know, I'm known as well as a table slapper. If you're ever near me, you know, I'll, like, I'll slap a table. I'll, like, when we're in, like, team staff meetings, like, don't sit next to me. I'll slap you back. Like, I'm just, that's me. And, and, but do you know why some, sometimes she's like, Dean, and I get it. Like every instance is not appropriate. So I'm not saying it's okay for me to always be like that. But sometimes, you know, I understand why she does. She'd be a little quieter because she's like, it's a, well, it's a little bit embarrassing what you're doing. Can I tell you something? Some of us never get loud for no other reason than we don't want to be embarrassed. Want to look cool? Look like we got it together? Don't want to overreact here? Want to get too, you know? But man, Jesus wants, Jesus wants that Palm Sunday praise. He wants that. Come on. Come on. Just keep walking through life, thinking about everything you got to do, thinking about everything going wrong, or thinking about everything that will be so fun. Actually stop and give him some Palm Sunday praise. We just shout and get loud. Grab some branches. Throw them. We're going to pause. Everybody run out grab some branches, you know. But he wants I believe he's created us for that. That's why he says if we don't, then the stones will pick it up and take our place. You know, so you want to get ready? Praise him. Praise him even when you're confused. Give some voice to how great you believe he is. That's one side of how you get that party started. Here's the other side. I believe praise is one of the keys to unlocking, getting stirred up in your heart, getting your faith actually feeling a bit hotter Here's the second part. John brings up this side of the story. John chapter 12, verse 16. He says, at first, his disciples did not understand all this. So check that out. Even his closest people, nobody got it, okay? Um, 
It was only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him, that this is who Jesus is, this was how it was working. Okay, we had that a little bit wrong, had a little bit off. Now we get it. And then they, that these things have been done to him. And then verse 17, it says, Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Let me hear you say, spread the word. Spread the word. Online in Molu, everywhere, spread the word. You know, this picture is this, that here's the people about a, a week or something like that beforehand. Jesus had raised Lazarus from the tomb. Unbelievable moment. This final kind of miracle of Jesus showing his authority over even death and his power of resurrection. And so here's this crowd. They saw it happen. They, they know it and they've seen it. And it says in verse 18 that many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, they went out to meet him. So this one crowd is like going, we were there, we saw it, and they're spreading the word, they're telling everybody. And this other crowd is now gathering, they're getting stirred up. Oh, let's go see him, let's go meet him, let's see what's happening. And then the Pharisees, they said to one another, look, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. They're going, this whole thing has just gotten like a fire that's out of control. Everybody is now just going towards him, and they're just frustrated. But here's what I love about this. You see, why was this crowd so stirred up? Why was this thing just like a powder keg getting ready? But why, one, you've just got this praise going. And two, you got these people who were spreading the word. You see, all those people who'd seen Lazarus, you know, raised from the dead. Like, we can't, we can, you know, if you see that, you will probably not be shy about it. <laughs> I think you're going to be ready to go and share what you saw. So they are spreading the word. Everybody they talk to, you got to come. You in Jerusalem, you got to see Jesus. You got to get there. And so this word is spreading and it and crowds getting, you know, more and more let's go meet him. But it's all because these people chose to spread the word. Now, none of us in this room to my knowledge have seen uh Jesus raise someone from the dead. This is a a pretty unique moment in salvation history. This is not an everyday thing. And so we could be like, well, if I saw that, maybe I'd spread the word. Can I tell you something? If you're a follower of Jesus, there has been a moment in your life where Jesus did something. And that's why you started following him. Or maybe there's been a moment where, you know, it, 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 literally it might have been years ago. Or it might have been just this week, but where the reality was, you knew Jesus has done something in my life. And you might go, but man, it's not that dramatic. It doesn't need to be dramatic. Just knowing. You know, we heard some of those stories in this Alpha testimony. The power of Jesus enabling you to forgive someone and what that felt like. You know, the, the power of beginning to go, wow, I'm finding hope. I'm finding purpose. So for all of us who Jesus has worked in our lives. We have a story to tell. We have a word to spread. And to get ourselves stirred up, something happens when you actually start to talk about and to share what God's done in your life. If you want to get yourself more stirred up and less contentedly sitting back, one of the best things you can do is begin to talk out loud about what God has done in your life. Rekindle the memories. They might be from years ago. Or rekindle the memory of what he just did this week and talk about it. Share it with people. 
Spread the word. You know, if uh, one of the things I really believe is as we come to the weekend that is ahead of us, that, that you know, sometimes, like I said, it's called Holy Week. Do you know what Holy Week? It means this week is not like every other. Holy is that which is set apart and unique and different and other as it relates to God. Some of us, so this week, can I encourage you not to see this weekend as just one more long weekend. But rather, this is a weekend that we uniquely get stirred up for Christ. And, get, and, if you, and when you get stirred up, not just for a moment, what happens is that just starts to become part of who you are. And it starts to become part of how we live and and walk every week, but having holy weeks, having special times, having special focuses, all those things help us to, to get our heads around it and our hearts into it. You know, one of the things that you'll see this weekend, there are all kinds of things that we are doing. Good Friday. Because that's a moment where we gather and say, this freedom was free for us, but it cost him everything. And we gather to uniquely and especially on a Friday say, let us gather and remember what Christ has done for us. His willingness to go to the cross. Even when we are fickle people who praise him one day and turn on him the next, but his love for us never stops. That's what Good Friday is about. Get, you know, don't walk through it. You know, Easter Sunday, you saw we have a, a 6 a.m. service. Do you know, can I tell you something? Some of you probably saw it and were like, that's nuts. <laughs> Who gets up at 6 a.m. for anything, you know, or out the door? I, that is my, one of my favorite services we do every year, the whole year. My son Levi loves it. He says, it's his, he says his two favorite services are that one and the, our midnight Christmas Eve. And I know why he loves them, because they're special. When do you get up at dark to go to just worship Jesus on this day, it's special. And I love getting up and going like, ah. watching the sunrise and going, this is, I, I celebrate every week Jesus a lot, but I love having a special moment where I get fired up about it. You know, I'm not saying you need to come to the 6 a.m. service. There's all kinds of things happening this weekend. We got the services at the celebration services, 9 and 10 30. I love that, you know, our kids we've given, if you've got kids, they've been given all these flyers and can hand them out to friends. I love, you know, knowing like kids are able to do that and say, just come. Because why? One of, we want to spread the word. And there is something about, you know, we can't bring people to see Jesus physically on a donkey, but Jesus says, the church is my body, it's the body of Christ. And when we invite people into this community and they get to experience and taste and rub shoulders and feel, wow, this is, this is different than anywhere else I go. They're encountering the risen Christ. Invite some people. Spread the word. Get stirred up. Praise him. There's a, an evening, you know, young adult service. You meet some young adults, send them along there. Come along yourself. It's for all ages. I'm, I'm going to be at the 6 a.m. I'm going to be there in the evening one. I'm not saying that because I want some kind of medal or anything like that, though. If we could get one printed up, might be good. Um, but I, I only say this to tell you why, because I look at this day, and I don't want it to pass me by as one more day. I want to get stirred up. And I believe Jesus wants us to get stirred up. You determine how you celebrate the weekend. That's, that's for everyone. That's there's different ways. But this I would invite you to 
don't underreact. Don't let it just pass you by as one more. Don't miss the moment to get stirred up in your soul about Christ. Don't miss the moment to bring him your praise. Don't miss the moment to spread the word. I guarantee you this, that word spreading, people are more likely on this weekend than almost any other to actually respond to an invitation. So spread the word. Wouldn't it be amazing if our church, if people like, man, those people, I know one thing about that tribe at True North, they are stirred up. They are stirred up. Yeah, we're a little confused, but we're stirred up. I'd be okay with that. I think Jesus is okay with that. Why don't you stand up so we can get stirred up? Wherever you are, Malu, come on, stand up. If you're at home, if you're in the car, stand up. Pull over first, but stand up. (laughs) Open the sunroof. Get yourself ready. We are going to sing together in just a moment. We're going to sing this song. It's called No Other Name. And I love this song because it's a song where you can get loud, you can get raucous, but it's all about this one thing. There is no other name like Jesus. And that is something we should never get uh, too comfortable with. We should never get underreacting to that. This is uh, an opportunity. So today on Palm Sunday, let's bring him some Palm Sunday praise and start to get our hearts ready for a holy week, a week of getting stirred up around who Christ is. Let me pray for you wherever you're at right now. I'm going to pray and then we're going to sing and we're going to get ourselves stirred up and ready about one thing and that is Jesus. Jesus. Lord, we thank you so much. We thank you that you meet us where we are. We thank you that uh, you don't wait for us to have it all together, but you accept our praise when it comes from our hearts. Lord Jesus, you are too marvelous for words. Beyond our understanding. But we stand here today. And together we recognize that Jesus, you are our Savior. You came for us. You are willing to go to the cross for us. You have risen for us. And we want to bring you our praise. And I pray that as we do that, it would transform our hearts, transform our minds, transform our experiences of every day. We celebrate you for who you are. Come move in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. The name that's above every other name. Amen.